Uh, hi, this is Katie Cook, a comic book artist and writer of many things, including My Little Pony and stuff for Marvel and Star Wars and blah, 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 blah. You are listening to the Nerd Dome Podcast. Thank you. Headphones on. Let's do this. Hey, do you know of a, uh, a podcast I could listen to that has nerd and comic books and stuff? I really can't find one. I say, you ever heard of the Nerd Dome Podcast? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerd Dome Podcast, episode 192. I'm your podcaster without fear, Luke, and today I am joined with this guy right here. Who? This guy. This guy? This guy. I am this guy for today. I am that guy tomorrow. And I want today. you to know that I just muted my mic because I just had to hack up a lung. <laughs> so Is welcome. it the Rona? No, I hope it's not the Rona, but I'm- I hope it's not either. Me too. I'm I'm currently under under self quarantine because I worked at Smith's not last Sunday but the Sunday before, so I'm within the two weeks. Mm. Anyway, who are you? Who are, I'm the uncanny this guy. The uncanny <laughs> this guy right this here. Guy. This guy. This guy. Hey, this guy. This guy. Uncanny right up this guy. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we'll we'll get a handle of this remote recording just in time for them to have a vaccine out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the superior Caitlin Booth. I'm the editor in chief of Bleeding Cool. Yeah. 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 <sighs> this guy and that person. Yeah. And me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, These days we'll be able to record together again. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> um, watch everyone will show up. Yeah, really. And we'll run we'll out, of out of microphones. Of microphones. And we'll be like, the first time in years. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! So how you guys been? Uh, I'm okay. It's just been kind of a long work week. I've been having, uh, this is, again, I don't think this is a corona thing, which is why I'm inclined to think I don't have it, because uh, my eyes have been bothering me the last couple days. <laughs> I think I have eye strain. <laughs> I've been hurting and tearing up, and I can't focus, and I really can't focus when I wear my reading glasses, because I, I need reading glasses. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. My reading glasses are my glasses that have the blue light filter, which would help with the eye strain with the screens but I can't focus while I'm wearing my reading glasses, so I can't wear them. <laughs> Either that or you're developing superpowers. Oh, my God, we could hope so. Have your monitors oh. been exploding lately? No, not recently. Interesting. I know I, I do keep breaking my cable box. I upgraded my internet and got new cap- a new cable box from Comcast. And your it- internet was too powerful. <sighs> I keep breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I cough when I'm doing a stream uh, for push my buttons, I'm like, <laughs> Corona. I sound like somebody who has Corona. I mean, you guys have you guys have known me for years now. You know that I'm one of those people that has like a year round post nasal drip that just tends to get worse when I, my allergies get bad. But when I cough, I sound yeah, like that's what we call you, Drippy Caitlin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no post nasal drip, Caitlin. I sound. <laughs> like i'm dying i just i'm one of those people that gets horrible hacking coughs even when i'm not really sick and yeah i i can't see go in public. and then there's me who has had this small tiny annoying cough since fucking february <laughs> that goes away then it comes back and it's usually like when i take a big breath to answer the phone at work you have to take a big breath or just like, you know, taking the breath in like, hello. Hi. Like just something like that. And it always gets me. Not when I'm like, I was just fine doing it right now. But only when I pick up the phone to talk to a customer, do I go, hey, hey how you doing? It's annoying as hell. And it needs to go away. Everything's fine. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Ronacast. Um, all right. 
So, hey guys, I got hey some guys. news. <gasps> news? <laughs> I helped. I just made I just made a low into the microphone to make it seem like there was more of you. It's awesome. There is. There's there is only one rap. That's true. Um, so, uh, San Diego Comic Con this year, obviously not happening in the traditional sense, but they are doing their digital at home event. Um, so basically they're saying you'll have a front row seat. Where do I stand in line? Um, you wait outside, you wait outside your house, you wait outside your house. I can just stand up outside Uh my house and then then have Chase set a exceptionally long timer. Okay. And then he'll let you in. Uh Uh-huh. And then you, and then he'll maybe have rearranged the furniture in your house. So So you have to find a place to sit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can enjoy it. Um, that sounds comforting, (laughs) but they're saying they, their, their pitch is you'll have a front row seat to some of the biggest names in comics and entertainment without having to deal with the crowds and clambering towards hall H. Um, except for, you know, two of the big reasons people go to hall H are Marvel and DC and they're not showing up. (laughs) Mm. Um, so it's taking place between July 23rd and July 26th. Uh, it will feature 300 to 400 panels, according to, I think it's The Wrap, is where I saw that. Yeah, they've um, already announced panels for Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, some of the, the bigger name panels. It's going to be Archer, Bob's Burgers, Bill and Ted, Constantine Reunion with Keanu Reeves, The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, the new Marvel show Hellstorm, uh, The Simpsons, Solar Opposites, What We Do in the Shadows, um, and a conversation with Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman. Um, and they say they're they're expecting uh, something from The Witcher from Netflix, yeah. but nothing. I don't know if there's anything official that's been out on that. Um, they said while well, there there may be some live elements to some of the programming, expected it's expected that all panels will be filmed ahead of time by studios and networks and submitted in advance. So basically, you know what, what they've means? been doing with that- E3. No Q and A's. Yes. <laughs> so so happy. Q&As so much. Yes, but how will you tell me how celebrities smell if there's no Q and A's? You don't get close enough to celebrities during Q and A's to smell them. Yeah, yeah. If you try hard enough, you do. I get close enough when I ask them questions. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I think it's really the only way to do it. Well, I guess this you can year. ask them how they smell. Yeah. Do you smell of cheddar or brie? <laughs> they're like, no, we do not smell like cheese. <laughs> I am Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like very bacon? tired. Yeah, no, he smells like fresh baby powder. Baby According baby to Tom powder? Hanks. This this is a thing. Oh. Uh, Tom Hanks was on The Daily Show like a long, long time ago. And they were somehow got talking about how celebrities smelled and he's like you know when i was on apollo 13 i was sitting really close to kevin bacon a lot and john stewart goes and he's like (laughs) smelled like fresh baby powder he's like that's that's disappointing (laughs) in the classical uh, john stewart way which i miss that guy um but yeah, no, this makes sense to me. It's really the only way to do it. E three has been doing it. We've been getting little drops throughout the throughout the month um, from all the different publishers and uh, um, game companies. So I mean, it, I'm already kind of used to it with that. So I'm I'm excited. It is what it is. I mean, I don't know. For me, E three isn't just going to panels. E three is also about networking. It's about you know, getting FaceTime with PR reps so they'll talk to us, you know, for the next year and, you know, otherwise you can fall through the cracks. So, you know, for me, E3 is a little, uh, E3, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is, is an E3 for my games people, I should say, is it's a bit more than just the panel. So it's like, I understand why they're doing it and it makes sense and I'm glad they're doing it and it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. But I have to wonder how people are going to react next year when they go well look how easy it was for you guys to do this why can't you just do this all the time why can't you just mm-hmm. live stream all age all the time and it's like it's very hard to get people to understand exclusive convention stuff when they haven't been to a convention before 
they yeah. don't seem to realize that, you know, I mean, the best example yeah. I can come up with <clears throat> was a year I got into Hall H. Uh, they released the first teaser trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming, and I have never seen that teaser ever again. It has never been released in any capacity, and it was actually a really good teaser that I very much enjoyed, but they've never released it again. And, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like the Suicide Squad trailer that got leaked way back in 2015, I believe it was, um, you know, that that people seem to think that somebody is going to, sh- like, Marvel's going to show up and do that, and they're not going to do that, because whatever Marvel had planned for E3, or for E3, I keep saying E3, for San Diego, <laughs> I'm very tired, too. I haven't had enough caffeine today. Whatever they had planned for Hall H in San Diego, they started planning it back in, you know, the spring, and mm-hmm. all of that on everybody being able to already see Black Widow and looking forward to seeing it Eternals and now everything's been kind of, you know, shift yeah. around. We have no idea if the Disney Plus shows are going to make their, you know, release dates for later this year and, you know, all of this stuff. So it's like whatever these guys end up showing up with, it's not going to be what they would have shown up with if we were all out there at San Diego, you know, breathing on top of one of each other. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not going to be the same thing. It just can't be. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we did have this uh, conversation on E3 about whether um, – because E3 has kind of been so like on more – I guess more on the decline, especially since they opened it up to the public and made it more like a Comic-Con thing than, a, yeah. than an industry thing. Um, so it's kind of been going downhill, and we were talking about, you know – should they even bring E3 back or should they just do what they're doing now with E3? So I bet you the same after San Diego does their thing, the exact same conversation is going to pop up about San Diego. But I feel like it's more of San Diego is a little bit more of a, it's always kind of been like that. And it doesn't feel like it's, I guess, declining as much as E3. So it's still impossible to get into anything in San Diego. You know, Mm -hmm. Charles can tell you that I can tell you that, you know, you still can't buy tickets to save your goddamn life. And E3, I don't know if you can really make a one-to-one comparison to E3 to San Diego, because while San Diego is 99% not interactive mediums with E3, part of the point of the show is, or it used to be less. So now these days uh, was getting, the press hands-on time with mm-hmm. the game. So I don't think you can really make a one-to-one comparison. Now, would they do some sort of like very much close the event again, make it just an industry event and then just live stream everything? Yeah, that that's definitely a possibility. But I feel like if they're going to go through the trouble of building a city within a convention center, they might as well just open the doors and let everybody in anyway. Yeah. Because they still need to put on the show and they're not going to half-ass it because then the press will tear their, them, them apart, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm more curious. I'm less curious to see how the San Diego event goes as I'm curious to see how the DC fandom event goes next month mm-hmm. because DC usually has some sort of interactive uh, event outside their, you know, outside the convention center during San Diego. And basically what I've, I've seen this, the fan dome event to be, which is like taking that interactive event and their whole H panels and their CW panels and smashing it all together and sticking it online. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. Aside from mm-hmm. that, I mean, it'll be good for some people to see some of the panels. And, you know, aside from that, I'm not sure how different it's going to be from, you know, the the boys announced their panel today uh, for season two for uh, San Diego, and uh, I don't know how different it's going to be from the live stream they did to premiere the trailer the other week. So it's like, what is there going to be that much of a difference? Because they still can't have everybody in the same room. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be interesting. In in the in the post pandemic world, whenever that occurs, I think there's going to be a lot of changes to, to venues like this. I think mm-hmm. I don't think they'll ever be completely the same. Mm. I agree. I mean, you know, you guys attend Fan X. I mean, it doesn't usually hit as hard, but you know, the nerd flu tends to hit these cons for a reason. 
And, you know, I've talked about how New York in particular tends to be very susceptible to whatever strain of whatever hell virus is going around every year. It's just usually that hell virus isn't, you know, a pandemic level thing that could potentially kill you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, is anybody ever going to feel comfortable enough to sleep outside for Hall H again? Is anybody ever going to feel comfortable enough to be in a convention center with a hundred thousand other people all breathing down on you? Like it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think, uh, I don't know, fast forward 10 years or so, mm-hmm. people will have forgotten and it'll yeah. be back to the way it was. But for the next, you know, decade or so, it'll probably be just, just like the Spanish flu. It took them, it took them a while to, That's true. to get back. But then, you know, by the mid twenties, everyone forgot about it. Just yeah. in time for a depression. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Okay, yeah. so next bit of news. I'm going to pronounce her names two different ways, and you can pick the correct one. Uh, it's well, either correct. Well, then they can pick and choose of the two options that I am giving them. All right, it's either uh, Javika or Javika. Yeah. It's Javika. Uh, no, Leslie. Uh, she's Have an I. actress, and uh, she's going to take over for Ruby Rose as Batwoman. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced that. Say your first name. Oh, hi. Leslie will play the new Batwoman in the live action CW series following Ruby Rose's departure from the role. Uh, Leslie will play Ryan Wilder, a new character uh, stepping into the role of Batwoman. She said, uh, I am extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. Uh, as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join the groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for LGBTQ plus community. Um, so the new Batwoman is a former drug runner uh, and out lesbian described as being likable, messy, and a little goofy and untamed, as well as nothing like Kate Kane, uh, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. Uh, it's unclear how the story will deal with Rose's exit, but the actress has confirmed that Kate Kane uh, won't be killed and her departure will be a, a main point in season two's story. Um uh, where was that? Um, oh, uh, Ruby Rose had a had an Instagram uh, comment about it. I want Ryan to read it. Why do you want? I can't. I can't do Ruby Rose. Okay. OMG, that is amazing. I am so glad Batwoman will be played by an amazing black woman. Rose wrote on Instagram. I want to congratulate Hawaii Leslie <laughs> on taking over the Batcave. You are walking into an amazing cast and crew. I can't wait to watch season two. You're going to be amazing. That's. I wanted you to read it because uh, apparently we got the uh, the the fan feedback that Ryan is the internet um, oh. needs to be a thing. So yeah. that was an internet comment. <laughs> that was, so uh, well, so you were the internet. Well, no, that's not from the internet. That's from Ruby Rose. <laughs> from her internet, her own personal Batwoman internet. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool. I was. Uh, I checked out the the actress. Seems. Seems like she'll do a good job. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I everyone's mean, they, on board they, for it. They swung for the fences, so mm-hmm. and no, I'm not really surprised. CW also announced a renewal for Stargirl, which I still haven't started watching. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm i going to go on a little, little aside here on okay. the CW shows. Um, I don't like them anymore. <laughs> oh, I thought you were really into Stargirl. I love Stargirl. Stargirl is not a CW show. Stargirl oh, is a DC a, a DC streaming app show. It's about to be a CW show. I'm aware, and I'm worried about it. It's about to get CW'd. <laughs> I'm worried about it being CW'd. But um, I have I have finished the Flash season. I, I'm super behind. Um, I finished the Flash season, and I just did not care for it. And Flash is to be my favorite. Do you Do you want to yeah. know where I stopped watching the Flash? <laughs> When there was the whole thing about, I can't even remember his uh, lady. What's her name? Uh, Iris. Iris. (laughs) When Iris got killed by the thing. Like the the future flash Flash. thing. Different. Barry also not Barry. Like that was when I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. And then the last time I watched Arrow was well before that. And the last time that I watched uh, Legends was when they showed up and there was dinosaurs in L.A. Mm-hmm. That's how I long it's been since I've watched Legends. that. I, 
I miss Legends. I still like Legends. I've always <laughs> liked Legends, but uh, I, yeah. need, I still need to watch Stargirl. I've heard nothing but good things. I didn't. I didn't love the last half of the last season of Legends. Oh yeah. I I liked it, but I didn't love it, and I really I did not like the season The Flash. I'm glad Arrow's over, and Batwoman is good. Um, but I, I, I there, there's one reason that I watch Batwoman, and it's for Alice because she's amazing, and then the rest of the show is okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just I don't know. <laughs> I want. I'm. I'm excited for the Marvel shows to start, and hopefully they'll be better. And I can transition my mom to Marvel shows, so I can stop watching the DC shows. Have you? Have She's you really watched the main reason I'm watching DC? So DC shows still. Have you watched uh, Shield? Oh yes, I'm current on Shield, and I love it. Oh, you're current on Shield. Uh huh. I I saw they brought back Agent Sousa, and that's all I care about. Yes. Mm-hmm. And 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 in the first episode, um, one of them Im- uh, tries to. Uh, impersonate Peggy Carter and then Susa catches them and it's great. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it yet, but uh, that's on my list because Shield is one that I've I've kept watching because mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it and I, I enjoy have... the actors. I feel mm-hmm. like I uh, I feel like I know them, you yeah. know, because <laughs> of your experience in the well bathroom. that that I've just been watching them <laughs> for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I I have loved this season. I have one major gripe about it is that Muffets is gone again, and I pissed off about it because they do this this last season. They had a half a half a season with no fits. I have a whole half a season with no fits this time. Mm. <laughs> um, I saw uh, Instagram yeah, the post. Really from... out of his contract. <laughs> I saw a uh, Instagram post uh, from Chloe Bennett uh, about how he, her and um, uh, the actress's name that plays Simmons. I can't remember her name. Elizabeth um, Henstridge. Yes, but they were they were excited to go to this like downtown L.A. Hollywood hotel because they thought they were going to get to be able to get glammed up in the old, you know, Hollywood mm-hmm. style, and mm-hmm. they put them in like Navy Reserve nurses uniforms, mm-hmm. and they were really bummed out about it. <laughs> that sounds like, like oh, come on. At, oh, oh! At one point in one of the recent episodes. They have the old classic blue with white stripe shield uniforms on, mm. and it's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to get caught up on that one. Um, I haven't watched that show since season four. <laughs> yeah, um, that was the last time I watched. I need to watch Shield. I'll catch up eventually. <laughs> okay, so next, uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has been canceled by Netflix and will air final episodes later on this year. Poor Satan. Um, I, I kind of caught the impression that this wasn't so much a cancellation as an ending. K- yeah, kind of. It says So it said as, as a part of the final season, the, the residents of Greendale will come face to face with the Eldritch Terrors. A not too subtle hint. Chairs? Uh, terrors. Oh, terrors. I thought you said chairs. <laughs> a, not, a not so subtle hint that they will go all in on the Lovecraft. Oh. Um, so... I never really got into it. Like I know people that loved it. Mm-hmm. I just it just wasn't my thing. I got I a couple episodes it. into the first season, and then I just kind of forgot to keep watching it. Hmm. So it's on my list. It's on my list of many shows that I need to watch. Weren't they going to do an Archie a Riverdale crossover? Or I heard, no? yeah, I I heard so. Like I thought it was she was going to show up on mm. Riverdale or something. Uh, there were but plans. it was like rumors and in the works and then mm. nothing happened or and Riverdale isn't nearly delayed. as popular as it was when they first announced that oh. <laughs> people don't really like Riverdale anymore <laughs> um, yeah I remember a lot of the same people that liked Riverdale were all in on Sabrina and then they stopped watching Riverdale to watch Sabrina and then they stopped watching Sabrina too <laughs> yeah, it seemed like Sabrina was one of those shows that burned really bright for about a couple of months, and then as soon as season two hit, everybody just kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But there's so much TV out right now that's like I look at that happening, and I'm like, I'm not really that surprised. Hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. So uh, the the Halloween Kills. Uh, movie the release date has been delayed to 2021 uh, universal has delayed halloween kills release date from its original october 16th slot to october 15th 
2021 and its sequel halloween ends has been moved to october 14th of 2022 uh the news was revealed alongside a brand new teaser trailer so they're like here's some salt for that wound Mm -hmm. Um, writers is like legitimately heartbroken he's like very very invested in the halloween series um that's universal so i have a story Mm -hmm. to tell if I may go off topic. Mm-hmm. This is on topic, I promise. Uh, this was right before the uh, first Halloween came out. Uh, what was that? Two years ago? A year ago? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it was at San Diego Comic-Con before it came out, and they were going to announce the first footage. And I had managed to establish a contact at Universal, and I was going to pick up my pass to get me into the panel. And uh, the right before we had gone to pick up my passes from, I think, Fox sony paramount and universal uh we had gone to the donut bar and had mimosas (laughs) so i was a little tipsy (laughs) and i walked in and i just started ranting to universal about what a big fan my writer was because he was standing right next to me he was tipsy too and i was just like you know i'm like i know it's it's kind of a big ask but you know if there any way you could get another pass for him like he would just sit there and write you just like an 800 word article about how excited he is for just halloween that's why i think you should give him a pass to this panel and i just like laid down an argument as while i'm drunk to the reps from universal as to why they should let my writer into the panel and it worked he was very oh, good that's awesome <laughs> Um, so yeah, be drunk on mimosas when I go and talk to studio reps. Um, so, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, uh, posted on yes, the The activity lately, the poop yogurt. But uh, she went on Twitter and she uh, put a reaction to it being delayed. But she promised everyone that their patience will be rewarded. So we'll we'll see. I like the Halloween movies, so and I like the I like the last. What else one. was you gonna say? He's like, ah, it's not worth the wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck it. Uh, I'm curious so how many of these movies that are being delayed. How many directors are going to use the extra time to go in and start fiddling with things? Like the director of mm. No Time to Die said that the movie's done because you know they got delayed a less than a month before it was supposed to come out. He's like, the movie's done. I haven't touched it. I'm not going back to it again. But I have to wonder if some of these other movies are going to go back and like start tweaking things. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about the idea of people being able to go back and tweak things again, because nothing good comes from fiddling with something so, beyond a certain point. T- tweaking still costs money. So I don't exactly. think they do it. And I don't, I, I guess I don't see studios spending the money on things. Not mm-hmm. things. On yeah. Um, so Andy circus is narrating the new Hobbit audiobook. Um, so he's uh, he's voicing a, a new audiobook for The Hobbit thanks to the publisher HarperCollins. Uh, if you missed the actor's marathon reading of Tolkien's books for charity back in May, uh, the audiobook is available uh, to pre-order right now for a September release. Uh, Circus uh, has also shared that he'll be donating his payment to the Disasters oh. Emergency Committee, and HarperCollins is matching the donation. Oh, nice. So. I'm going to get it. I might have to purchase that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. And, you know, I like, he's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, um, so I'm, where does one pre-order it? I'm not sure. Oh, I, I'm literally on Twitter right now. And they just shared in my, my Slack chat for work that the Sabrina cancellation was not a mutual decision. One mm. of the said, thanks for all the love, Sabrina. Netflix fans, part four is our best yet. And part five, quote unquote, witch war would have been amazing to be continued in uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic book. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Sorry. No, it's all right. Uh, it's good info. Uh, so the uh, the composer, uh, Anio Morricone, uh, he is the, you probably know the, the theme from the old Clint Eastwood westerns like the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, and then he won. Uh, was it for Hateful Eight that he won an Oscar? I can't remember the last one. I, I, yeah, I can't remember. But so he's been he's been working for a long time. He was ninety one years old. Uh, so good run, good run there. Um, he also did. Uh, I don't think uh, you the ever thing. actually said that he passed away, Luke. Hmm. 
I don't think you actually said that he passed away. I think you just said, explained who he was. He passed. Well, he passed away, away at age ninety-one. There, it's been <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, so I got some some uh, Jurassic World Dominion news. Uh, so apparently, like 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 the Gamma Quadrant Dominion. No, like the dinosaurs. Oh, oh okay. Yes, the T Rex will be hooked on <laughs> Ketracel White. Uh, <laughs> And Jeff Goldblum is their Vorta. Um, Are all the raptors changelings? Yep, yep. Facts. Um, that's the that's the uh, yet unseen Jurassic Park DS9 crossover. Um, so they they announced a while back that they're bringing back uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum from the original one mm-hmm. as their as their characters. But they said unlike Goldblum's appearance in Laura Jurassic Dern World, can just uh, hold Kingdom, on maneuver all the dinosaurs. <laughs> Doing all sorts of crossovers. We can't cross. We can't cross over <laughs> Star Trek and Star Wars. You know this. Um, you can't if you stick a dinosaur in between. <laughs> um, so it says uh, uh, these won't be mere fan service cameos. With Neil hinting that the trio is having a, a larger role to play in the third Jurassic World film. Um, said we're all the way through the film. Jeff, me, and Laura. Uh, this is Neil uh, Sam Neil's uh, Yahoo Movies interview. Um, so he's like, I probably won't be running around quite as much as I was 27 years ago. <laughs> well, that's ago. good because then the T Rexes can't see him. <laughs> yes, um, I wasn't a big fan of the of the second Jurassic World movie. I liked oh it. Oh my god! I can't believe I got you to say that out loud. Oh, say how I feel. Remind me which one is the second one. Is uh, that the, the one, one where they come back? I to don't the... like the ones that are in like here. Yeah, like, I didn't like. One. I didn't That's... like the end of Lost World when they were in San Diego. I just, I don't know. I don't like the the them being here thing. Mm-hmm. I like the, the off on an off on an island somewhere yes. thing. I I can. So, I did like they did release a little uh, it's like battle at like Great Fork or something like that and it's like a campsite oh I remember this and then the dinosaurs fight I thought that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. I just never liked the every time they talked about you know it's gonna be bigger it's gonna spread out into the world I'm like I don't that's that's not what I want Mm -hmm. that's why I liked Jurassic World so much because Mm -hmm. it was back at the park back at the park and then the park goes wrong I loved that Mm -hmm. um but I am I, I am excited to see uh, Jeff Goldblum and Chris Pratt, like Goldblum going full Goldblum, Ian Malcolm Goldblum, mm-hmm. and them just having an argument. <laughs> like I, I want to see that while Laura Dern and Bryce Dallas Howard go like, "What the fuck are you guys even talking about? Stop!" <laughs> I don't Can like Goldblum. Um, what? I don't like Goldblum. I've read too many accounts of him being a creepy motherfucker. I think he's about five minutes away from being me tooed. Yep. Um, being YouTubed? Me tooed. Oh. <laughs> YouTubed? I heard, I heard so many things other than me, me too. I don't know why. Are we going to turn him into a Pokemon? <laughs> um, oh, that was the, that was the, another. I saw a Pokemon news story and added in here that they're doing an event now with Jesse and James. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there are also these uh, hot air in, balloons that will float. In Pokemon Go. In Pokemon Go, yeah. 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 I have actually. I'm actually playing Pokemon Go on my phone right now. As you we're are. Got, uh-huh. And I've got a hot air, a Team Rocket hot air balloon that tends to spawn right above my house. Hmm. Um. So, uh, before we talk about the boys' trailer, um, they are going to be getting a short film starring Billy Butcher that is a prequel to season two. Uh, the show creator Eric, uh, is it Kripke? Kripke? Kripke, Kripke, that's it, uh, has revealed that Amazon will be releasing a short film starring, starring Billy Butcher that will fill in the missing gaps between season one, the end of season one and the beginning of season two. Said uh, we're going to uh, release a pretty substantial thing, um, and it will be focused on uh, Billy Butcher, which is awesome. So, uh, show, huh? I fucking love that show. It's really good. Uh, Ryan, yes. you just watched both the trailers with me, so I want to get your impression first. Um, my impression is going to be a little lackluster because I still haven't watched the first season. Mm. Oh, you need to get on that, man. It's seriously one of the best shows that came out last year. Period. I know. I'm still trying to get through the damn Cloak and Dagger. 
<laughs> stuck on that. Um, uh, but I did watch all of the Expanse. It was good. But anyway, sorry, boys. Um, it looks really good, and I'm excited to watch it. But I have no context to judge the trailer because I didn't watch the first season. But it still it looks pretty cool. It looks like it's up my alley. Yeah. I am so ridiculously invested in Frenchie and Kimiko. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to be, but I really, really am. And I just... One of my favorite things are guys who are like, I don't want to be with one woman, that's lame. And then like five minutes later, they meet one particular woman and they just turn into these big giant softies. That's my favorite thing to watch. <laughs> and that's what happens in The Boys. And it's just like, everybody in that show is so well cast. Just so, so well cast. Like, Anthony Starr, he plays Homelander, is just phenomenally good in that role. And mm-hmm. he's not even American. <laughs> I think he's Australian. Every and once in a while, that he gives me like Bradley Cooper vibes. He's just so creepy. <laughs> and like, I love Aaron Morty. She was in Jessica. She played uh, Hope Schlotman in, in Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. She plays Annie. She's fantastic. Everybody was kind of worried about Jack Quaid as Huey because in the comics, Huey looks like Simon Pegg, but he has just been nailing yeah. it. Like, yeah. absolutely nailing it. And I'm just. I love that whole cast and I love that show and it's seriously like one of my favorite shows. I just rewatched it again the other week because I was bored and I wanted something to watch. And every time I watch it, I'm like, this shit is phenomenal. It shouldn't what be. Was the, what was the name of the other guy in their justice league? The dude who was like the Batman black Panther guy, black noir, black noir. I, I love that opening scene where he's in the thing and he's basically tearing everybody up for, you know, not doing their job. He's like, Except you, you fucking rock star. And he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything in the first season. So I really, I like part of me wants them to like really explore him in season two. But he also part of me doesn't comments. want me. To, to, I don't like the other part of me wants him to just show up in the council chambers again <laughs> and just the, uh, the, not do anything. Live stream when they initially announced the uh, release date before the teaser, they did like a whole big live stream and talking and everybody. And uh, they released a scene. I'll have to send it to you, which is I think the first two or three minutes of the first episode, and it's just black noir fucking shit up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always <laughs> love that because he's like he's so hypercritical of everyone that uh, you know they're doing a pretty good job, and he just tears them apart, and then he goes. Except you. You're a fucking rock star, man. And he doesn't say anything. He doesn't nod. He just sits there <laughs> in the chair. You can't see his face. He's covered head to toe. And he's just there. And I was like, I love Have this guy. Have you read the comics, Luke? No, no. I, or I read the first volume, which was the first season. I haven't read past that. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. There, there might be a reason why that's happening. I yeah. don't know if they're going to go there from the comics for the, uh, for the show, though. I'm curious to see what Stormfront is gonna be mm. like she's storm the, <laughs> she's the she's really bad in the comics too and mm-hmm. i mean all of them are really bad but you know, they've t- actually yeah. gender bent her for season two which is, i think is a really interesting way to go about the character and mm-hmm. i'm so excited like the first three episodes drops the day after my birthday and I've already told all of my writers on BC, I'm like, we're doing a Amazon watch party. We're all going to get hellaciously drunk and we're going to watch the first three episodes together. That's <laughs> awesome. At the beginning of September, we're not going to be out of quarantine. <laughs> um, so we also got another season two trailer dropped, uh, the Umbrella Academy. Which I'm also two. so excited about. <laughs> Ryan. You've seen this. You've seen the first season of this one, right? Well, yes. Oh. <laughs> no, yes, I totally have. Um, I I love this show. Uh, I am very excited. It is not. I haven't read the books, um, so this is not what I thought it was going to be because I was expecting them to be children because of what happened in the end of the last one, and I was expecting Ben to not be a ghost. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, Ben's the best. I love Ben. I I That's love it. It's amazing. Yeah, I am so excited for it. I'm I am excited that they go back to see their dad. I am excited that Five seems to be still one of the main people in it, and he's my favorite. And yeah, and 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 Klaus and Ben. I just yeah, Five's and Five's and Klaus is my favorite. Oh, I'm all about Diego. <laughs> I was I was just about to ask who your guys' favorite 
of the of the family is. Mm-hmm. So yours is five. five Jason and, is Klaus. And then <laughs> Caitlin likes. See, I like Luther. <laughs> Luther, person who likes Luther, no one. Luther in the club is the best thing <laughs> on the planet. When he's all sweaty and drunk, and he's got his gorilla body just hanging out, I fucking love it. <laughs> I also like that actor. He's really good in um, uh, what's the 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 pirate show? Black Sails. He mm. was really good in that. Um, but yeah, no, I I like Luther. He, he's the Cyclops of the group. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Um, no, I, I. What did you think of the the trailer, Caitlin? I'm actually kind of nervous for Umbrella Academy season two. I don't know why. Um, most well, actually, I do know why. Um, the first season, as much as I love it, was also kind of a mess, and it did very much suffer from the Netflix issues of bad pacing and struggling in the middle and just yeah i'm i'm i worry about netflix shows in particular because one of the biggest symptoms of shows is having a weak second season and i feel like netflix shows are even more susceptible to that than other shows and um just because of their inherent problems so i'm i'm actually quite nervous i really hope it goes well um but yeah i I, i'm i'm excited and i'm going to be watching it as soon as they get it as it's released and one of my writers has screeners and he keeps rubbing it in my face because he's an asshole <laughs> but uh can't yeah, you just I, pass the screeners around like comic books uh, not really he <laughs> uh, shut up Brian no we can't do that <laughs> that would require exchanging login information for various things and I'm not sure how that would well, they work they don't send you like a VHS tape anymore no, they don't send us VHS. I would love it if I went to the store and they're like, here's the new Spider-Man on VHS. <laughs> I would buy that shit immediately. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, of the two shows, I'm probably more nervous about Umbrella Academy than I am about the boys. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still really excited. Oh, there's a... Um... You're just talk, uh, talking about the boys and Amazon Prime. There is a a book that I listened to. Uh, it's it's called The Terminal List, and it's written by a, a former uh, Navy SEAL. He actually lives in Park City, and uh, it's like the story of a SEAL commander and like their their unit was like tested by the government and it gave them all brain tumors, and so they kind of had to like wipe them out to get rid of the evidence but one survived and he basically is you know going all punisher going mm-hmm. after everyone that did that to him uh that's actually in the works at amazon to be a tv series uh, with chris pratt oh, oh yeah, I think I that. so i just i like i just i'm on the second book of he's i think it's a trilogy right now he's working on the fourth book but i finished the first book and i was like oh i can't wait to see this is gonna be i feel like it's gonna be along the lines of the the, the Jack Ryan series mm-hmm. on Prime, which I love. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, uh, may I make we- a recommendation? Go ahead. Uh, so full disclosure <laughs> is needed, and I haven't watched it yet, but um, the company I work for, Avatar Press, owns the rights to a show called Warrior Nun. And- oh, yes. 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 Uh, My brother was telling me about that. Yeah, um, it's been getting pretty good reviews, and especially if you're an old school Buffy fan, that's what a lot of people have been comparing it to. Chase is super interested in it because of that reason. Yeah, so uh, I think the way my brother described it is like if Buffy was made now with a little bit of CW vibes in there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, one of my, I have to just say that one of my greatest joys for the last week, ever since the show came out, has been explaining the concept of fandom and shipping and Tumblr and AO3 to my two 40 plus year old owners who do not understand it at all <laughs> and telling them that, hey, you guys are doing well. You've got the gaze. <laughs> the gaze are into your show. I can tell because I can tell who they're shipping. <laughs> They'll mobilize if called. They do. Uh, <laughs> they do. Especially for uh, women loving women ships and that there's just a whole lot of that going on in that show. So I haven't watched it yet, but everybody who has watched it that I know has at least thought it was pretty good. And uh, yeah, Check it out. 
Yeah. Um, Brian, you had a couple of comics that you read that you want to talk about. I did. Um, People read comics? Yeah, I've been reading a lot of comics lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read, I finally read the, the Resurrection of Jean Grey. Um, it's like a two series um, thing. Because X Men. Because X Men. <laughs> um, you can so just say you read it because X Men, Ryan. We all know. Well, I'm saying there's, there's, there's it's, two it's, separate. The, the story is two separate titles <laughs> <laughs> that intertwine between yes. each other and come out in alternating weeks. Marvel. Um, so it's the Jean Grey book title, and then there's uh, a Phoenix Resurrection book that is a mini series, and yeah. So I really I liked it. Um, I, my favorite part of it is that it kind of brought all the well, all the currently living in at that point in time Phoenix hosts together, mm-hmm. and I think that was kind of fun. So you get you get the cuckoos and Emma Frost and Quentin Quire and Hope and Jean and uh, all of them together trying well, to figure Scott. out. Well, he's dead mm, still right. at this point. At that point, he's dead. Though. <laughs> um, and he should stay dead because Scott no! sucks. <laughs> um. And 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 so that and and Quentin was being super Quentin, and Emma Frost is coming down off of her crazy super villainy that happened in the the, the crossover before with uh, Secret Wars, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, there's a little plot twist. So so Jean is um, being seeing visions of original Jean. So this is time displaced little mask Jean. Uh, or, no, like or, like or new like, X Men Grant okay, Morrison. Okay. Last time she was alive, Ghost of Jean Jean. The jackets. Yeah, the black jacket. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> jackets X Men. Yeah, <laughs> I know what era we're talking about. <laughs> so it's her, and so she's like coming to try to help save Jean from being young Jean from being possessed by the mm-hmm. Phoenix. Um, and it turns out that that the Phoenix didn't want young Jean and actually kills her, like incinerates her. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then goes and gets original Jean Grey's body and takes the ghost and bloop. <laughs> fusion dance. <Yeah>. Go. <laughs> and then incub like wipes her memory and then put, uh. sets up this little alternate reality in this little bubble, which they started calling a Phoenix egg mm-hmm. and to incubate her. So she'd be the perfect host again and not hmm. resist this time. <laughs> Because resistance is futile. Yeah. Is the Phoenix the Borg? <laughs> so they just assimilate people. Mm-hmm. And so this this crew of, of X Men. So you don't have regular Wolverine, but you got Old Man Logan goes mm-hmm. in, and young Cyclops, and um, Kitty Pride is leading the team, and, and so they get to the point where they're trying to go in and rest and and tr- confront Jean and tell her that her member. It's like. <laughs> see what's going on and Cyclops is like I'm gonna go in and Shadowcat's like no this can't be you and Old Man Logan goes it has to be me and did he go Gene? Cyclops and then Cyclops says why? he's like I'm the one that's in love with her he's like this isn't your Gene you didn't know this Gene you didn't love this Gene I did <laughs> and then Cy- and then Wolverine goes in and, and gets her to remember and, mm. and kind of breaks the hold that the Phoenix has on her and it was really cool. And at one point, she walks out as as like in the the phoenix kind of gets her for a minute, and um, she walks out in a in a new dark phoenix costume, mm-hmm. and it's just jet black with red. And I loved hmm. it because <laughs> it matched your car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it matched my car. Um, but yeah, at the at the end, um, she goes like her and Phoenix have this conversation. And the Phoenix is like, I just, we could be, we're awesome together. Like, I, we are better together than we are apart. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, you, Jean's like, I understand what you're, you're, you're doing. Because, but she's like, you want me, you want to protect me from living. Like you, uh, to, to grow old, to, to die, to, to ha- be mortal. That is the life that I want. I don't want the life that you're offering me. Mm-hmm. And, and and she kind of just talks the phoenix down. The phoenix is finally like, okay, bye. <laughs> and and poops away. And then, so now, the, this is the start of X-Men Red, mm-hmm. um, where it's the team led by Gene. I'm super excited to read it. That's cool. Um, it, you just made me think of... Uh, it actually started with Caitlin yelling at Cyclops. Um, <laughs> how much, how much uh, hate I get for liking Cyclops him being my favorite X-Men, and then when all the protests first started happening... And then everybody started sharing meme, Cyclops' That one right. Cyclops meme <laughs> of him literally saying, 
you know, we've tried it, you know, this way, we've tried it this way, you know. And I was like, hey, remember that time when everyone told me Cyclops was stupid? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> look, look, look. No, nope, nope. I'll meet you. I'll meet you. I'll do it. Bring it on. I'll do it. I'll do it. So it's one of my Cyclops favorite things. Ah! One of my favorite things about looking forward to this this X Men Red is that um, you always see Cyclops mourning Jean. Jean's always the one that dies. Cyclops is always the one that's left. This is the first time that Jean is without a Cyclops. That Cyclops is dead. Mm. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that. Hmm. Yeah, it's true because you've seen Emma, yeah, mourn Cyclops, sure, but not Jean. Mm-hmm. That's huh. what was the other one? Um. <laughs> so so the last time. If you, if, you, if you scroll up and go back many episodes where, where I last talked about the Power Ranger comic books, mm. um, it got to the point where it was the, the, the universe was destroyed and the Power Rangers remade it. Well, a section of them got shunted off into this alternate reality, and there's a whole story about them. Um, it's not amazing. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's interesting. It's a whole smattering of random Power Rangers put together. They don't have their powers, and they're kind of draining mm-hmm. there, and they're stuck in this alternate universe. And they, uh, but there's one ranger there, and has ranger powers, and absorbs there. So they, it's the mystery of why is there this one ranger, and mm-hmm. why are there, why do they not have the access to their powers in this place? Um, I think what happened is they they went they wanted to do something new and do this different story, and then they're like. Yeah, this isn't working. Let's just go back to the Lord Dracon stuff. So it's just this this little story in between two Big Lord Dracon like, stories. Yeah. So it's like they kind of went. They want to be like, hey, that one's done. Let's do a new story. And then they're like, nobody likes this. Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> Retreat. Yeah. So it was okay. It was interesting. It had a it had a cool plot twist at the end. Um, but it it was. I'm I'm excited to read the the more stuff now. But the yeah. Cool. It was it was fine. It was just it wasn't awesome. Plus, it probably would help if I knew who half the Rangers were, because yeah. a lot of the I, like I, I stopped watching Power Rangers at a certain point, and yeah. there's been a lot of Power Rangers since I stopped watching mm. them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Caitlin, do you have any any movie suggestions? I actually have one that I watched, but I want to let you go first. Um, I haven't watched a movie in far too. <laughs> Give him uh, one of your hope- favorites. That's a it's a good go to. Can I recommend a TV show I just finished? Sure, first? sure. Uh, we talked about this before we started recording. I hi, I'm six months to the game and just finished Watchmen. <laughs> mm, that's Guys, right. Watchmen is so fucking good. Like, I I think I don't know the uh, <laughs> no the TV the show. extended edition movie. Uh, I actually would say that the TV show is the best Watchmen thing that's been made, followed by the movie, followed by the comic. Don't at me. Um, you know, you think I, the movie's better than the comic? Yes. Uh, I have often said that I think that Into the Spider-Verse is like proof that God exists because it's a miracle and there's just no way that this movie should exist. I would add Watchmen onto that list. It is phenomenal. It's it deserves every single award nomination and award that it won. It deserves that Peabody. It is so freaking good. You guys just so, so, so good. Like the cinematography is amazing. The acting is amazing. The special effects are amazing. The writing is just like next level. And I just, I, I was sitting there watching it for the last, I think it's nine episodes. I think it took me like three days to watch it. And I'm just sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm like, this is just incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And the fact that it exists at all is amazing. And they, I, I don't want them to make another season because I don't know how they could ever possibly top it this first mm-hmm. season, even with the way it ended and the implications of the ending, which I won't spoil for Ryan. Um, it's just, it's worth getting a 30 day trial for HBO Max just to watch that show it is so so good so good so relevant it pulls precisely zero punches which you know within the first scene of the entire show because they show the slaughter in tulsa and they show it with out blinking it doesn't it doesn't look away it doesn't shy away from the violence or who is doing the violence or what is happening here and it's just absolutely absolutely incredible and they do some really fun stuff with 
the canon of from the uh, from the te- from the comic, uh, especially with the uh, they they show you not the entire incident with the giant squid, but they show you the fallout of it and what it did to people, and it's just mm-hmm. that episode was just harrowing to watch and like what kind of PTSD you would walk away from after witnessing something like that and just oh it's so good so good so so good my my only issue was in the first two episodes I really wasn't a fan of the the music but I like it just it felt weird music is Um, especially classic songs are pulled from the soundtrack from the movie (laughs) Well, I'm talking about like the the stuff that uh, Trent Reznor worked on, like the just like the uh, I think of it the most is in that first episode when they're attacking the the house or the barn or whatever it is, the little compound. The music there just because like you had this really beautiful like orchestral music throughout the show, and then it turned into like like a synth type thing, like a very Trent Reznor type thing. And I was like, okay, like I don't mind the music. It just it just took me out of it. Um, and I'm not sure if it continued through the rest of the series or I just got tone deaf to it. Mm. But I remember when I first watched it, I was like, I really like this if they would turn that music off. Just and I specifically remember the attack on the on the barn compound with all the, so the guys. Have you finished it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like they do put a little. They do put not a little, a lot, a little. Uh, cameo or not cameos like little easter eggs Mm. through it there's Um, a scene in the first episode which just kind of sets up the new reality of this world in such like a monotonous way for everybody else but a really just like holy shit kind of way for the viewer that i don't that i'm pretty sure luke will know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. uh that i don't want to spoil for you ryan because it's a scene that's just kind of worth watching on its own and it's oh yeah Definitely, definitely, definitely. My my favorite Easter egg is I won't say her name, but it's the FBI agent's pet that she has in her apartment. I fucking loved that. It was awesome. Um, (laughs) It was really good. So I um I actually watched a it was a it's a Miyazaki uh, Studio Ghibli anime. Um, it's called uh, Grave of the Fireflies. Oh my god. Holy shit. That is the one of the heaviest animes I have ever watched yes, in my life. It is not it's, like It's by Miyazaki? Uh yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. yeah, Studio Ghibli. Yeah. yeah. Um it is it it takes place during the end of World War II in Japan and it follows around a brother and sister uh when the US were firebombing Japan basically into surrender. Yeah. And it's rough. Hmm. It is yeah. it is really really rough, but it's also beautiful yeah. at the same time. Um, so I, I suggest people watch it. Don't expect like a light, you know, a light story. Um, hmm. But I think I think everyone should watch it. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's just one of those like I was like mouth open. I was like wow. This is crazy. Um, I got Chase, uh, one of the collections. So it's uh, I think it's all of me. So like not all of Studio Ghibli is by Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah. But this one's all the Miyazaki ones, okay. I think. Um, so I, I expect that one to, to be see. in there. I'm not sure. But we I just watched My Neighbor Totoro and did not I did not care for that one. Really? Yeah. Did you watch the, the one the, where they had the uh, was it Dakota Fanning and Ellie Fanning as the sisters? I think that's my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I know then there's Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, where I like that uh, one. Where it's Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Um, and we watched Nausicaa, and I really liked that one. Um, what? Oh, there was one that Quinn really likes. Uh, Princess Mononoke. Oh, I haven't watched uh, that one yet. I've heard she nothing but amazing things about that. She loves that one. Wolf Princess. There's She's another one that we watched that was stupid, and it was about two like people that were robbing a casino, and then they went into this other castle place and it was just like, I don't know. It was so stupid. (laughs) I like this one at all. I still think that you need to watch My Hero Academia. Oh, I've started it. Yeah? I've gotten, I don't know, a handful of episodes in. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about it? It's it's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not like... I, I was watching it and I'm like, I am not as hooked as, as I was led to believe I was, but I it's good. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 
so the main character suffers from the the whining too much for too long, mm-hmm. but then eventually he stops that, mm-hmm. which it was like the, the the we were talking about Dragon Ball Z earlier. That was that was the problem with Gohan as he was too whiny for too long, so mm-hmm. people didn't attach themselves to the character because he was just whining all the time. Um, but they he it, it gets it gets really good. Mm-hmm. But you see how I was kind of saying how it's like reverse x-men yes it is where like the normal people are the small it's like age of apocalypse x-men <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that's something that we has he gone to the school yet and started He's, doing the school stuff i think that's the next episode okay yeah you'll you'll start that then it starts because mm-hmm. they're going to classes and they're learning how to mm-hmm. do use their powers and stuff like that mm-hmm. and working together it's it's really good mm-hmm. uh and the music is good in that too mm-hmm. i really liked it uh all right, well that's that's all I got. You guys got anything else before we wrap this up? Um, I I podcast cheated on on this on you guys. Sorry. Uh, hold on, I need to find the exact name of this show. <laughs> you, you don't can, even you did a you one night stand and you don't, and even, you remember don't even remember name? their names. All right. Uh, well, it's How dare I you. Name, I wanted to make sure I got it completely right. It's <laughs> called the Horror Show with Brian Keane. Um, unfortunately, the episode I was on is not a particularly happy show um we were we were talking about how there has been a huge surge in people coming forward and reporting how they were harassed or assault sexually assaulted in um wrestling and tv and comics uh and there was just this two-week period where i i personally edited i think almost a dozen stories and um Brian reached out to me. He's a friend of one of my writers, Jude Terror, and he said, you know, uh, I was thinking of doing a podcast and talking to another journalist about the toll that writing this stuff can take on you. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) There's a a particular story that came out from a person who worked for Dark Horse that damn near triggered me. It was so bad. And it is a lot and it, it but it's an important episode because we do get into talking about that kind of stuff so uh yeah i i retweeted a link to it in my uh, on my twitter account uh but it's a it's a it's a good episode that's worth listening to if nothing else just to hear another side of that kind of journalism and just i expect that the reckoning is going to continue because with the pandemic, people have just spent the last uh, several months sitting in their houses, just kind of coming to terms with their own lives. And I don't see any of these stories stopping anytime soon. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Sorry, not a happy thing, cool. but it was a good podcast and I had a really, it was a good okay. conversation. We'll go ahead and go ahead and roll that into your, your normal end of show plug. Okay, and then you can also follow. Uh, you can read my stuff over at Bleeding Cool. I'm still doing a lot of editing, but I'm trying to do more writing these days. Uh, I'm hoping to have a review up of The Old Guard this weekend. I want to actually write a movie review because I miss writing movie reviews. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Katie's Movies. Cool, Ryab. Um, I was on episode of Fandom recently, and then I was also on an episode of one of the very if not the first gnn collaborative efforts where i don't even remember what the name of what we decided the, the contest name was. of champions contest of champions their dome presents contest of champions that's it and yeah so you can listen to me get creamed in an argument that i thought i had in the back it was a debate <laughs> thing about star trek and brandon schooled me he also he also <laughs> kind of baited you and trapped you into that <laughs> yes. full high school debate on him huh, huh? He went full high school debater on you. Oh yeah. Completely- yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Ryan was having a conversation. Brandon was having a debate. <laughs> that's kind of true. That's, that's kind of really, how it went. That's really. How it was. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was fun though. We're gonna have some more. We're gonna have the the one of the next episodes is gonna be Chelsea and Charles arguing about something. So that's gonna be fucking. Great. It's just gonna. I'm just waiting. I'm so excited to listen to it and just wait for the fuck you. No fuck you. No fuck you. <laughs> for for twenty minutes. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And I have to try and corral that. So at least they're giving it to someone who has experience attempting to corral that. I'd feel bad if they gave it to Brandon. Actually, you know, if Brandon did it, they would be fully respectful. I bet they would. And they would stop. I bet they would. They would be like, oh, sorry, Brandon, what was that? Oh, okay. 
But me, they'd be like, shut the fuck up! I'm not done! <laughs> so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> hey, Luke. Shut What's the up? fuck up. I'm not done. Mm, um, I, uh, I just posted today uh, a new episode of Push My Buttons Games. We pretty much talked about what we've been playing lately and we went over the ea play um uh conference with yeah, the I new still, i still want to invite myself onto that to talk you mean about that time that time I that I, I invited myself and then i bailed at the yeah. same time <laughs> it's like is it like doorbell ditching <laughs> it ran away I was like, oh. um but yeah we talked about the ea play event really the big thing that they did was the star wars the new star wars game it's basically a rogue squadron game very much excited. so if you want to hear <laughs> me freak out about that and uh, mike freak out about it being in vr um <laughs> go ahead and listen to that one we should record me playing it oh god just yes. like cold just like I'm gonna, we'll do get it. on there first time, and how awful I am about We're gonna playing do games. You will come over <laughs> on to push my buttons or, or to my house <laughs> to do this, and we will twitch stream it live with a microphone, <laughs> so you can hear you screaming and me in the background going, "What are you doing? Pull up!" <laughs> it's it's gonna be amazing. Um, they did say, you know, there's no EA is very very. Um, hesitant to do anything that you know mm-hmm. microtransactions especially when it involves star wars but they did say that it's not microtransactions but it's achievements that you can get mm-hmm. to do decorate you have to pay for the achievements no no, no. <laughs> to decorate the inside of your x-wing dashboard so oh. you can put a little bobblehead ewok or a little plush porg <laughs> up in your x-wing cockpit that just kind of sits off to the side doesn't do anything except mm-hmm. makes you happy mm-hmm. so <laughs> that was awesome um Hi. But yeah, guys, uh, go check out all the other shows on uh, GNN. Um, been putting up, uh, you know, pretty steady. I think it's once uh, every other day we have another one or two shows uh, posting up there. Um, you can find us our stuff over at nerddomepodcast.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, them Google Play, and Spoofy. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter at the Nerd Dome. On Facebook, we're the Nerd Dome Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please write in and we will answer them. Hey, Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe. You may now exit the dome. Fuck responsibility. I feel all time. Kill Hydra. <laughs> the broccoli people. I killed my broccoli people. Pines. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Jen.